Hey, it's all about quality, not about quantity, right? Let's get back to another round of Bruise Day Tuesday with Drez and Big Nate. I just realized this isn't going to have as good a sound. At least yeah, it's going to look really cool, though. I don't know. I'm not even. I don't know. I'm gonna have to move the mic down so it's not right by my face, though. I'm not trying to lose an eye over here. So apparently, we don't have enough bottle. That's what we need. Bruise Day Tuesday bottle opener. There we go. Mm. There we go. Oh, Indeed, got it. It is Bruise Day Tuesday, brought to you by the Cellar Restaurant and Six Pack Store downtown Blacksburg. Oh man, I just did you. Did you have a really cool bottle cap too with these. Yeah, uh, the Clairvoyant, 1988. It's a. Uh, if you're watching on video, you can you can see it. I got Phantom of the Opera Line, 1985. I wonder. So so they're throwing single artwork on these. Well, I'm wondering if 88. That would have been. Do you think it, there's probably a whole array of these, and then if you buy a six pack of this, then you'd have f- uh, five different yeah, ones. I or would whatever. think so. Think? I mean, if badass. if you're gonna do that, yeah. So uh, we're continuing Iron Maiden beers on this awesome edition of Brews Day Tuesday. These are the first Iron Maiden beers that I've gotten in bottle formation. Uh, I just popped, and this is why I was saying I was excited. As you, If you know this show, you know what would get me excited. This is Iron Maiden's Trooper IPA. So yes, they finally did do an IPA. And if it's anything like the other beers, we should know uh, what year they made it. I guess I could just read the spiel, shall I? Iron Maiden, Robinson's Brewery, team up once again with Trooper IPA, a 4.3% ABV golden Indian pale ale packaged full of hoppy flavors. This IPA, which is a nod to its transatlantic cousins, was brewed by Bruce Dickinson and Martin Weeks after Bruce had enjoyed some of the rich IPAs that were available during Iron Maiden's Legacy of the Beast World Tour in 2019. The perfect seasonable drink to enjoy no matter what time of year. So obviously this uh, must have came out, if they did that in 2019, this is circa probably 2020, I would imagine, at the earliest. Or maybe not because of all the COVID stuff. It doesn't say specifically when it came out, but I guess, yep, 2020. There it is, down at the bottom. Uh, So yeah. So this is the newest of the beers. What about yours over there? Is yours even newer, or this, is this well, taking a step back chronologically? First of all, th- this this label is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It's uh, Robinson's Trooper Fear of the Dark, ABV four point five percent, one pint point nine fluid ounces, and uh, of course, Fear of the Dark being the last album Bruce Dickinson was on before he left for a little bit, and then of course, uh, coming back. Uh, it's a 4.5% ABV dark roasted, full-bodied and rich stout with chocolate notes. Created by Bruce Dickinson and Robinson's head brewer, Martin Weeks. Fear of the Dark is the first stout in the Trooper range and takes its name from Iron Maiden's iconic song and album of the same name. No, uh, no, no release date on this one. But it does say down here, copyright 2020 Iron Maiden. There you go. That's what I, that was I, what I used. Yeah. So, uh, so these are the, these are the latest. These are your pandemic beers. So yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Um, and if the other one came out 2018 and that was the sixth, that means that they've got seven and eight eight. here. Maybe even there might even be 10, 12, 14, who knows? But, uh, and they're surely working on more. All right. Well, all I know is I am. Have you you haven't had a sip yet? Have you? No, I've not. So here, how about this? Smelling. Let's cheers to Maiden. 
There we up go. the irons. Mm. This does have a nice, nice aroma to it. <laughs> uh, this is perfect. Yeah. Also, an- another thing, like, of course, they've got this, like, Crypt Keeper Eddie, but they got this, like, tombstone motif going on as well that on just. Oh, beautiful packaging. Interesting. And I just noticed that uh, I can see inside my bottle after pouring, there's a lot of fun bubble bubbleage. Don't usually see that with a lot of IPAs. I'll, I'll save my critique. I've only had one sip, but uh, we'll see how it goes so from here. I, I, I've got to ask you before we dig into my uh, Paul Diagno story, what is your favorite Maiden album? Do uh, you have one? I... Honestly, I I might not. I mean, you know, OG, your mind goes to the first Iron Maiden, but it's not because it's much. It's not the Maiden that you really punk know. Rocky. No, uh, I mean, it's tough, man. Because I mean, I do. It's it's probably. I mean, I know it's a cop out, but Number of the Beast, probably, man. I mean, that's. Okay. I mean, it's got it's got your marquees. You know, Number of the Beast is. If you've been listening to the Bear, that's. That's the main one that we got in the library that will spike here and there. And then, of course, my all-time favorite is Run to the Hills. That's, that's, that was my introduction to Iron Maiden, is that song. They used to do it. People would call in to Elliot in the Morning and DC 101 back home where I would listen to. And on, like, I guess it would be Fridays, if you did it early enough, you'd call in and say, let's run to the hills. And he would play Iron Maiden's Run to the Hills. And it was just, it was Friday, and you're hearing Iron Maiden's Run to the Hills to start the day. It was Good that thing. is a good way to start the day. Uh, I was always a uh, um, the the first Iron Maiden album I ever heard was Killers, and I I, I do love Killers, but Power Slave, oh Power to Slave. me forever. Aces High Man is one of the hardest hitting tracks I've ever heard. Then you've got Power Slave, which is phenomenal. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, like the, I feel like they're really like dug into this weird like, let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks, and 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 I think that to me is. Forever, their most powerful album. Yeah, a great st- uh, the, from the the starter with Aces High, and then the closer. Like it's just that was that's that's definitely up there, man. That's a good one. So I'm gonna tell my Paul Diagno story. All right, of so, course. Uh, all right, the original this- singer for Iron Maiden. He only made it on two albums. Um, did he? Did he dab on on? Was he on Killers a little bit? Not. I thought he was only on Maiden. Uh, I have to pull up. See now you got me. It was it was Iron Maiden, the self-titled, and then there was a second one that he that he hopped back on after Bruce joined the band. There there was some stuff that like he's on backing vocals. Okay, yeah, that counts. But um, I saw him. It was the anniversary of the self-titled album, Mm. and he was very clearly very bitter about everything. First of all. Which so was it the twenty fifth? What was twenty fifth, thirtieth? I can't remember exactly. It was twenty fifth or it was thirtieth. It was one of those. Probably I'm leaning towards thirtieth. Just give thirtieth would be twenty ten. Yes, then it was the thirtieth, and uh, he was very bitter about the whole thing. Um, so much show, so that he opened the show, complaining that uh, well, my brothers and Iron Maiden aren't going to do anything to mark this anniversary, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. And he kind of knew it was going to be downhill from there. He was also playing it. It it wasn't even like a, a real proper venue. So it was set as him touring, playing the Iron 30th. Maiden tunes. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And 
so, some of the highlights of the show include a bottle flying up on the stage. As as you know, that happens. And I was a, saying, that's nothing new, you know. He threw a hissy fit. If one more bottle flies up here, I'm leaving the stage and I'm going home. Well, when you hear that, then what happens? Bottle goes to the stage. And in his defense, he did hold true to his word for a little bit. He left the stage. And then he came back out and like gave us all a lecture like, hey, be calm, be cool. We've got this show going on. Well, it turns out he did end up ending the set early. But it also turns out at the time he was defrauding the British government for Orgman's comp benefits. Mm-hmm. So he so shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been able to stand or on tour. And uh, he did some prison time for that mm. particular tour that I saw I him on. Didn't think that one through. No, he did not. And, uh, I mean, he's been in and out of prison for like the last decade. And now I think he's suffering from some sort of illness that he's now trying to get benefits on again. Mm. We'll see if that goes through. Wow. Yeah, I guess that's... uh... They threw him out of the band for drinking too much. Iron Maiden said, hey, get the hell out of here. You drink too much. It's funny, man. Yeah, you hear about that certain... uh, I mean, I think that was sort of the excuse of... uh, uh, Dave getting kicked out of Metallica, same yep. sort of thing. Like, look, man, you drink too you're much. taking it too far, which is, and, and honestly, you hear that a lot, which is when, when you're in a party band and you're party, you get too thrown hard, out. That's yeah, pretty bad. It's a sign, but that's uh, a problem. Well, it obviously worked out a little bit better for Dave than I guess for Paul. That's uh that's kind of sad. That being said, I want to go back to the bottle thing. These are plastic bottles, like water bottles. I hope they're not glass beer bottles. What venue were you at? <sighs> Uh, I can't remember. It was in Silver Spring, Maryland. It wasn't the Fillmore. It was like nearby. Okay. Um, I mean, it was a little hole in the wall. Like there was. So it very it was, well could it, have been it doubled as bottles. a diner, and I'm pretty sure it was like it was plastic bottles. Okay. Well, it, it was definitely plastic. It wasn't glass flying up at him, and it wasn't like anyone was intentionally like, "Hey, let's hit Paul." So. He was being a huge diva and so, thought he was more important than the rest of us. So obviously. Even even if the show's going bad, you should never throw things. No, out. like I mean that's that's uncalled for. That being said, I remember I was at a show recently. I think it was the Corn Show down. Of course, that was a big you know arena in Greensboro, I believe, if if I'm not mistaken. They wouldn't even give us the cap to the water bottles we ordered because they said, oh, you know, they don't want you throwing it up at the band. Which I'm like, that's pretty ridiculous and sad. So that, I, that I, it's that it's come to that. I do have a theory about what they're actually worried about there, and I don't think it's the same thing that they claim. I think they're worried that someone's going to be in the middle of the pit and decide, hey, you know, I've got to take a leak. Let me just seal this off real Cap quick. Cap the bottle? I, thi- I, I think. Because I've heard that same, like, I can't remember the last time I've gone to a venue and actually been handed the bottle cap back. And I think, I th- I think it has to do with peeing in the pit. Hmm. I mean, I have no I credibility, think, but... I don't think so. How often would do people really throw things at the stage? Uh, Other I, than panties it and happens, bras. It happens enough. But that being said, also recently went to, and we talked about it, the 930 Club. And guess what? I ordered a... Uh, I got a flying dog in a bottle. And I was pretty damn surprised when they gave me the bottle of the beer. And I'm like, maybe it's just because people know better that they come here, hopefully, you would think. But uh, I was I was shocked when I got that bottle of beer because then you can actually drink it and still do some damage. We, exactly. We haven't talked about your experience at the 930 Club. How was it? 
The 930 Club was awesome. Uh, we went and saw a band called Palace. If you're not familiar, it's because we don't play Palace on the Bear. Don't plan to anytime soon. Sorry, uh, BB. I, I know they're one of you, the ones you like. It was her birthday uh, present, but uh, it was great. Honestly, the venue was more enjoyable than the band. <laughs> That's one of my favorite venues. I saw so In- cool. Incubus there, Rob Zombie, Slayer. Slayer mm. was weird mm. because that's such a small setting to see Slayer. And it wasn't like, obviously, I'm not seeing Slayer back in their like club days. They had just done like a random one-off. and Yeah. No, not they a lot of cool was, shows there. It was phenomenal. If you haven't been to a show there, I understand why Like I've heard about it for obviously just decades and I can't believe it took me this long to finally get there and go to a show. But I mean, the Foo Fighters played the show to reopen it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, and they also, and apparently the guy that does the Anthem or does 930 club opened that new venue, the Anthem and Foo Fighters came out and, and popped that cherry. Um, the coolest thing. And I didn't know about this. I'm surprised you didn't tell me that they have that sort of music history section at the 930 club. As how long I don't know how long they've been there if they've been doing that since you were there they obviously didn't no, do it since its inception so but. that used to be a that used to be a store that was next door and they shuttered their doors shortly before the pandemic they were tired of so banging they, on them to t- they kind banging of on the walls trying to, to turn the music turn it down. into that museum and yeah well that's really cool so for those that don't know like basically like I, mean, I haven't seen that yet oh well so it must have been fairly recent but I guess what they wanted to do is. Essentially, every band that's ever played there, they wanted to get like the album that came out that they're touring in support of, and they have quite the collection. And I guess they're still looking for ones from previous. But now, anytime a band plays, they just ask them to bring their latest album, and they add it to it. And it's essentially you just see the year, and it goes from like you know vinyl to you know cassettes, and then CDs is the main is the bulk of it. But soon it's going to be flash drives, All right? QR codes. No, I thought that that was really damn cool. I mean, the venue was just, it was phenomenal. I definitely need to go back there. And there was a great, like, uh, right across the street place that had some awesome craft beer that we were able to snag a beer before we got go in. And, yeah, uh, I definitely need to go to more shows at the 930 Club. No question. I mean, it's a D.C. staple for a reason. No doubt about it. Uh, How's your beer, man? Mine's getting low. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. Uh, I feel like... Maybe I rated the trooper too high. You might have. I don't know. This is a different category, so I'm cool with it. But yeah, I'm tickled to death. If you're ready to untap <laughs> these, I am too. Um, by Ooh. the way, untapped is how we like to keep track of our beers. It's a free beer app you can download uh, to your mobile device if it is a smart telephone. Uh, Dres Drinks is my handle on there. We got my man Big Nate Danger across from us. If you want to friend us and see what we're drinking and what we're thinking, but uh, well, yeah, what what is the instance? So, once again, we're gonna we're gonna start things with the label. They really just knocked it out of the park with the packaging uh, on this entire Trooper line. Um, for it to be a stout and four point five percent ABV, I kind of thought we were gonna be sacrificing flavor, but that is not the case. This is a really delicious stout. Um, it's not reinventing the wheel. Pretty basic, but it's tasty. I'm going to give it a 4.75. Fear of the Dark, Iron Maiden, The Trooper. And uh, we've, we've got to find the, the rest of their hypothetical eight-pack yeah, to uh, really compare notes. There must be a lot more out there, um, and I would love to try all of them. If, uh, if you find any ch- Iron Maiden beers that we haven't drank today, please feel free to snag one for the show. Um, 
That being said, uh, obviously Iron Maiden's Trooper IPA is what I've been drinking. Like I uh, mentioned earlier, very excited to try it since IPAs are my favorite style of beer. Um, makes sense why the other ones were really good. Those funny British styles, the the bitter, I don't know, I guess the sake lager. That might be a, even a bit strange for the UK. But you notice that all the ABVs are low, 4.3, 4.2, right around that. That's just how they do it over there. You know, they just do... They do beers that they can just sort of drink all day, <laughs> I think is sort of the motif over there in the United Kingdom. That being said, I think IPAs are, I think they must be a, a pretty American thing, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, no. I'm not going to lie. Leave the leave the Iron Maiden beers Bruce. to the funky, gnarly styles that they make over there that I don't know any better because I'm, I'm sad to say that as far as an IPA goes, this is obviously not... It's not amazing. It's uh, it's a bit lackluster. I mean, you know, ABV aside, you're not getting hops. This this seems this drinks more like a pilsner than an IPA in my book. It's <sighs> it's. I mean, it mentions hops in here. I thought hoppy flavors. Maybe they didn't actually use any hops. Well, even it, if it but, didn't mention hops, it says India Pale Ale, which by definition. Yeah, you think so? I, so I mean, it's still Iron Maiden beer. It's still the Trooper IPA. A for effort. Maybe B for effort. I don't know. Uh, but uh, a little lackluster for an actual IPA. So if I'm judging it strictly on the beer, it's probably a three and a half. If I'm throwing in the Iron Maiden factor, I'll I'll bump it up to a three seven five. But that's a, that's the best I can do. I feel like the guy from Pawn Stars. That's the best. I, that's a, that's the best I can do for you. Three so, three seven five. So what if they had just named it after one of the uh, Blaze Bailey years tracks? Four. Then it's even right. more appropriate. <laughs> what they should have done. It Bruce. tastes like that era of Iron Maiden. Um, so yeah, but uh, I mean, it's still cool. It's still really sweet. I still think well, I'll, I'll throw the cap back on and put it up on the shelf as a little souvenir in the in my office, or maybe even up here in the Bear Studio somewhere. Uh, but yeah, that's the, stick to the other ones. The IPAs. The, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know if they know how to no, make a I good mean, IPA. They were doing there. great with the uh, with the British style beers. Makes sense, right? It's their bread and butter. Yeah. All right. Iron Maiden show in the books. Uh, appreciate you coming in and enjoying and, and, and giving us some nice Iron Maiden uh, trivia and history and experience uh, sharing. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll get back with some tunes here on 105.3 The Bear. You should stick around.